2: Hello there everybody We have done it We are live here On the MMA Fighting YouTube channel Previewing UFC Vegas 63 Which goes down tomorrow At the magnificent UFC Apex In beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada it is beautiful, AK, isn't it?
3: Uh, I, I wouldn't, I've I never been. You've never been? I've never been. I, I wouldn't know. Uh, I've, I've been to Las Vegas uh, few, uh, several times, but I've never been to the glamorous UFC Apex. I hope to visit someday. But uh, from what I see on TV, it looks
2: magical. Well, that's what we like to hear. And I am Mike Hack, joined by the great Alexandra K. Lee, my best friend, as we preview the post-UFC 280 Fight Night card which is this one UFC Vegas 63 main event is spectacular between Calvin Cater and Arnold Allen. We will get into that in a moment, but AK people don't come here for our banter. They come here for the gymnastics score. They want to know what you're rating this card. You're very high on UFC 280 ahead of time. You thought it might all things considered maybe reach a 10. You try to play it safe a little bit. 9.6. Something tells me we're not going 9.6 on this bad boy, but there are some things going in its favor. One, it's an early start time. Two, 11 fights, nice and tight. And three, we have a really good main event between Calvin Cater and Arnold Allen. So, where are you at with the gymnastics score right now? I, I was actually a 10 out of 10
3: on UFC 280. And I had just said that, like, I only thought it could hit like a 9.5, 9.6, but I thought we'd still be happy with it. Uh, again, it ended up closer to like an eight, probably maybe below that. So, um, yeah this card oh gosh again if everything goes right you still have a hot main event i feel like the main event can save so much if it's a great fight or if it has a memorable result, like if either guy has like a quick finish that could be you know that that's worth getting excited about too um and i don't think the main card is terrible it's just and we'll get more we'll talk about this more later of course the prelims and even some of the you know a couple of the the opening main card fights not the main card opening ones but anyway Just the undercard in general it's not super strong and worse like there's just some style matchups that i'm like these could be some really visually unappealing fights uh with respect to all the fighters involved so if i'm being realistic let's say 7.5 like let's say everything goes perfect we get you know three or four finishes on the prelims um a couple of finishes on the main card a couple of great back and forth fights on the main card um some of that on the prelim if that all happens we're talking degree of difficulty 7.5 it can land it and you know maybe 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 it doesn't go that far maybe it lands at a 7 7 out of 10 i think we should be happy with that again for a card that's uh that's following such a stacked lineup in ufc 280 so the final score if it goes well could actually end up being really close to uh to where 280 ended up um after it happened so uh that's that's i'm damning with faint praise here but there you go people
2: Yeah. I mean, the hangover from UFC 280 is real and no matter how you felt about the card upon its conclusion, there's still so much to talk about. And in fact, one of the big talking points coming out of that card sort of goes right into this main event on Saturday because Calvin Cater versus Arnold Allen is just a tremendous fight. Five rounds, 25 minutes of these two guys. We have Cater who's just a dog. He wins some, he loses some, but he's competitive in pretty much every fight. We exclude the Max Holloway one because Max Holloway was just on a different level in that occasion. He's coming off the split decision loss to Josh Emmett. A lot of people thought he won that fight, and he's taking on Arnold Allen, who has won 11 fights in a row. He's 9-0 in the UFC. Seems like the trajectories are a little different right now, but the betting lines on this one have just been fluctuating nonstop. Cater was the favorite. Allen was a—like, the, the, the lines completely swung to Allen's favor— he was like a minus 140 yesterday, and now they're back to close to a pick 'em. Allen's a minus one fifteen. Cater's a minus one oh five. It's a 50-50 fight. Just your thoughts on the matchup. We'll get into what it all means and picks and all that stuff, but just your thoughts on this matchup because the rest of the card, you could find some unicorns in there, but I mean, this is carrying most of the weight of this entire event.
3: Yeah, my best friend I, kn- I know you've been big on like this this you know this belongs on a pay-per-view this is a pay-per-view quality fight it's potentially a number one contenders fight depending if the ufc is all in on you know alexander volkanovsky and islam makachev which again not official yet even though the fighters involved have done everything did everything in their power that they could uh on fight night after UFC 280 to, to kind of to kind of tell the ufc like hey this is happening but you know obviously nothing's been signed the ufc i'm sure is weighing their options for uh volkanovsky's big homecoming um but yeah this this is a this is essential could be a number one contenders bout. i actually love it as a fight night main event if it was on a pay-per-view great that's fantastic too but this is the kind of fight like i was just kind of saying before when giving the gymnastics score this is the kind of fight that carries a card can carry a lackluster card you know when the ufc is trotting out 48 however many events a year um you need you need to have strong minutes let's be honest some of the main events that have come up recently have not had that quality to it even next week i think marina rodriguez and amanda lemos is a great fight uh are people were people clamoring to see it as a five round main event no it wasn't originally it wasn't supposed to be originally anyway this fight to me i like that it's five rounds i like that it's a main event if it was on a pay-per-view would not have gotten the five round treatment so in that sense i think we won out here uh as far as the matchup i mean man i it, it's it's so uh I actually have to, i, I want to lean into a question here mike we actually got a question I know uh we usually save that for the end but we did have a, I did someone messaged me and I and I kind of spoke on your behalf but I think I should get your answer but Calvin is it feels like we've got the best version of him right now um even even in the Josh Emma fight which was a splitty a lot of people thought he won it he's he's coming off three fight in the night awards I mean even even the Max Holloway one he kind of got a bonus just because he's so damn tough we know how tough and how good Calvin is. it's so strange to say for Arnold Allen 10 fights into his like career like I do we I feel like we still need to see that next level the Dan Hooker finish was so important he's getting a reputation sort of as like a decisionator not that there's anything wrong with that he was winning these decisions pretty comfortably but he needed that signature moment he got that moment but you felt like you know he beat a guy in Dan Hooker who is maybe not at the peak of his contendership right now he's kind of in between weight classes he's lost quite a few fights uh recently um Calvin Cater, I mean, there is no question if he beats Calvin Cater, this version of Calvin Cater, that Arnold Allen is more than worthy of a title shot. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm going to I'm very excited to see. I, I hope it goes the full five rounds um, if either guy can finish the guy quickly. More power to them. But I think five rounds will tell us a lot about um, both guys. We've seen Calvin Cater, you know, in some high profile five rounders. I want to see Arnold Allen in a, in, a, in a five rounder at the UFC level and see see how he looks, because he, he, even if he doesn't finish, if he wins a very convincing decision against Cater, has a good call out you know maybe maybe that's our next contender but um, uh, mike i wanted to ask you got a comment from our pal john ray you're familiar with john ray regular, regular on to the next one contributor and show yes. question asker so i think he was he was just a little confused you have said multiple times on these shows on heck of a morning that like you agree you, you agree with volkanovsky that no one at featherweight they just haven't broken apart from the pack you know they didn't get past max or or Yair like inactive, and then has that weird win over Ortega, and these are all guys who like if they had if the cards had fallen right, we'd all be like we'd be you know stamping our feet saying give them the title shot, and it just didn't happen. And I fully agree with you. So uh, John Reyes was asking specifically about this fight, and was saying like are you also saying that like the winner of this fight won't break out? And I, I uh, speaking on you perhaps I assumed you 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 were you were saying up until this fight, and this is the chance for one of these guys to break through. I don't know. I don't know if you also feel that like no matter what. Volkanovsky and Makachev is the way to go.
2: Yeah, I I think we're on that trajectory at this point. Like I have I have pretty much treated my brain to the fact that we're going to get that fight. It's basically when you have a face off in the octagon, it's happening. Like I feel very strongly it's going to happen regardless of what happens in this fight. So the big thing about this fight is and 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 I talked about this on Heck of Morning this morning. I love everything about Volkanovsky Makachev. Like I was teetering for a little bit, but after seeing what happened in the post fight, seeing the call out, seeing them go face to face, they sold me on it. I'm in and I've accepted that this is the fight we're going to get. And I'm happy with that. Like, I am in, I'm intrigued by the matchup because Volkanovsky is a handful. He's the best fighter in the world. I still think Makachev will win. The one downside is this exact question because what are these guys fighting for AK? Like, what are they fighting for? I like stakes. I like them. I like when these main events have stakes, and the matchup itself is tremendous. This is a 10 out of 10 stylistic fight, and it should be a main event on a fight night card. But what are these guys actually fighting for right now? Because that's been the big problem with 145. We haven't had anybody emerge from this division in a long time. And when Volkanovsky gets the whole thing, you're holding up the division, his response is, I'm not holding up the division. The division's holding up the division. I'm waiting for someone to emerge. And maybe it happens here. It's just tough, man, because w- when you have a fight like this, you're fighting for a top five spot. Like, that's it. That You're basically fighting to... Alan's fighting for Cater's spot and Cater's fighting to stay in the title discussion somehow. But no one's getting a title fight after this win unless maybe they do an interim title fight. If Yair continues on the stance that he's on, that I'm not fighting anybody unless it's Volkanovski. I'll wait till I'm 111 years old to do that. Then maybe they go Emmett versus the winner of this. But we just saw Emmett and Cater fight. There's run a story back. there. You yeah, can run, it, run back. it back. Or if Arnold Allen gets the big win, do we go that route? Like, so I guess to answer your question with the question, what are these guys fighting for now? Like what what are the actual stakes for the winner of this fight outside of just getting the second half of your paycheck and maybe getting a higher ranking than you had before?
3: Yeah. Allen would kind of give us the cleanest, like path here I think I think he wins that's 10 and 0 in the UFC all at 145 Uh, 12 straight wins going back to his his two fights he had before uh, before the UFC coming off a loss so be 12 12 consecutive victories and 10 and 0 Uh, the the comparison to bring up our friend John Ray again the comparison he brought up was like well look what Islam just did Islam kind of won, you know uh, 10 straight not beating anyone that was like in the top seven top eight top nine and got a title shot why can't the same thing happen for Arnold Allen and I think there is a good logic there. And so Cater would be, I'm not sure what, the, I'm trying to think of the equivalent on Islam's resume. Cater would be a much higher ranking opponent than Islam, you know, managed to beat uh, relative to uh, the lightweight division. So for Arnold not to get a shot off this would seem absurd. Um, so for me, like, I, as much as I love the Makachev Volkanovski fight and I really want to see it, I, I've said this on to the next one too. I would rather they do. Volkanovski defend the featherweight title in Australia against an Arnold Allen or Talvin Cade or Josh Emmett or Yair. One of these guys, all guys who I think he would be favored against and has a good chance to beat and put on a nice show, uh, cr- crowd pleasing performance, and a, and a great way to you know end a uh, a show in Australia. Because We like moments like that, that's how you build stars. Volkanovski is already a star, but that's kind of how you keep taking him to the next level. You give him this hometown show, he 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 50 44 he is the guy in the main event or teak or knocks them out. Um, and that just takes him to another another level of stardom. I think you can do that. I don't think that happens if he beats Islam. Obviously, that, that's that's a bigger win than any of these guys. I just think there's so much risk there. I think these other guys have a much lower level of risk and still a lot of a lot of reward for him. So, I would do that. I would have Islam fight. Dariush have said that. And uh, and I would build up to like a big summer clash between Makachev and Volkanovski, assuming that they that they both win. But I understand none of the there's no guarantees in MMA. There's no guarantees Volkanovski beats all those guys I mentioned. There's no guarantee that Islam Makachev beats Benil Dariush. We've talked about it, it's a great style matchup. So you've got to strike all the iron is hot. I know that's next, but I do think there is a realistic chance that the winner of this fight gets that Perth spot instead of Islam Makachev. I really, really do, despite the um the wonderful machinations of, of the fighters involved uh, at, at 280.
2: I just, I just don't know if I agree with that. Like I, I listen, I would love to see ben, Benny Dariush get a title shot. Like I would love to see it. I feel like this guy's never going to get one. Like no matter what he does he's never going to get one. He's not doing himself any favors. If we're being honest by saying I'll fight 10 more dudes. Like that's just not good. What I will say, I think the timing's perfect. And I know Joseph just is just like, well, you got this guy on this winning streak and this guy on this winning streak. Josh Emmett's won five in a row and seven out of eight. Yeah, but no one, not a lot of people thought he beat Calvin Cater in that fight. Like, it's very controversial. Calvin's still being asked about it because most people thought Calvin won that fight. Yair, not fluky, but a weird finish doesn't really separate him from the pack. And when they're, the pro, the promoter... Dana White, the face of the company, is saying, "Yeah, we could do an interim title fight." And the champion is like, "Yeah, do an interim title fight, please. <laughs> like, I want you. I'm giving you my blessing to do an interim title fight." And then you have Yair. He's like, "Nah, I don't want to do an interim title fight. I'm waiting for Volkanovsky. Like, what's folks supposed to do with that? He's like, "He's. I'm, I'm giving. I'm giving you a chance to be the guy. Like, it's an interim title fight, but in essence, you're fighting." For a number one like a legit number one contender fight. You have the interim belt, you're the dude. You're the dude. Now, why I'm thinking why I think Volkanovsky going up now is a great idea, and then we'll get back to Cater Allen because that's what the show is all about. The names he mentioned the Bryce Mitchell's, the Ilya Taporias, the Bob Zarovloyevs, the even the Sodi Kusevs, those guys right now are on their way up. They're on their way up, but they're not there yet. And in like a year, Volk's gonna have plenty of featherweights to contend with. And I also believe that if Volkanovski somehow beats his Makachev and becomes a lightweight champion, he's already said, "Don't worry, Benny Dereyush, we'll turn right around and and we'll fight." I think he's done a featherweight if he wins the belt, like I really do. Like he's got to have his hands full up there. He's got plenty of big fights, way bigger fights than he has at 145. I think he's done. But just the fact that Yair is like, nah. I don't need the interim title fight. Like, what are you doing, dude? Like, you're just, you're crushing yourself. I I, I just don't understand his thought process, but we're at a weird time. I feel like we're going to get this Makachev fight. I feel like now's the best time to do it because one, if Volk loses, he comes back and he fights these killers that are on the way up. And if he wins, we can open this division back up and just do an undisputed title fight. Volk vacates. Here we go. He got his two belts. Now he can vacate one. Massive fights for him at 155 with some of the dudes that are up there. But in terms of this fight, AK... We got Arnold Allen with, I mean, th- the upside of Arnold Allen is higher than Calvin Cater's. It just is. Dude is 9-0 and in the UFC, could be 10-0, and getting his first main event shot. Big opportunity here. And Cater is a dog, man. He's a dog. There's one factor in this fight that stands out to me. What is yours? Like, when you break this down stylistically, what's the thing? Like, what's the one thing that stands out?
3: It's not so much stylistic, but it's just quality competition and um sort of the 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 wars you've been in matter so much to me some people look at that as detriment of course you know they might say calvin cater is diminished by the the run of five round fights he's had and he certainly it certainly in the long run will be you know we'll look back on these wars he's had and be like well you know one day when when he's uh i don't know getting knocked out in his like you know late 30s we'll be like oh well this is why i look at all these wars he went through i think he's still i don't think he's there yet like as far as how how degraded his chin is um he, he, we know this man can take a shot. We know he can take a beating and 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 more importantly, we know he can give it back, man. I mean that Giga Chikaze fight was just outstanding. Again, the Josh Emmett fight a lot of people thought he won. You know, that's that's a splitty. You can look at that as a loss. But he he was essentially, uh, you know, one judge away from being uh, four wins in his past five fights and all against just like the most elite competition you can fight. Now, Arnold Allen, you know, again, he's just had problems uh, staying active. And it's not his fault, but whenever he comes back, he's just got to take the opponents that are there. He's he's never had the kind of momentum where like the UFC can go like, well, now we're giving you, you know, the number seven guy, now we're giving you the number five guy, now we're giving you the number two guy. It 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 just has he just hasn't been around to do that. And that's not his fault. He has excelled against the competition that he has faced. And like we said, uh after Saturday, it could be 10 straight wins, and, and there's no arguing against that. But just based on uh sort of I, I hate to go to intangibles, but like that grit, just like knowing how deep how deep Calvin cater can go into that gas tank into his reserves into you know into the into the championship rounds uh I'm, I've got a lean cater I've got to lean cater I have got to lean cater i do not know if we're getting a finish if it, if it happens it would be in the later rounds um I will go cater by decision could be another close one uh it could be Ar- uh, Arnold Allen's first first uh time ha- it could be his turn i should say to have some heartbreak on the scorecards but um I think this one's going to go the distance, and we'll we'll get the uh we'll get the main event we're looking for. Will we get the contender we're hoping for? Uh, I don't know. Like we said, we don't know exactly uh, what is on the line for either man. But I I would hope that if Cater or Arnold, uh, in this case I'm picking Cater, that if he puts on a great performance, they would at least consider him for that for that Perth main event. But I get it; it doesn't have quite have the cachet of number one pound for pound versus the new lightweight champion. So that's fine. But I'm going Cater by
2: decision. I am also going Cater by decision okay. and it's listen, friends it's, forever. Yeah, oh, no, sorry. Yeah. Rock show, rock show, rock, show rock, rock show. show, rock show. The, the, cause the biggest facts for me is the extra 10 minutes of this fight because we've seen Like I, like Arnold Allen isn't the cut. Like he's not gassing in fights. Like when he gets to third round he's not like straight gassing, but he's fading. You saw it in the city fight and Calvin Cater doesn't get tired. Like he just keeps going. Even when Max Holloway hit him in the face 500 times, he just kept coming and didn't stop. And I don't think Arnold Allen could do that. Now, Arnold could go out there and finish him. And honestly, that would be the most shocking result of this fight because if Max couldn't finish him with the amount of big shots that hit Calvin Cater that night, I don't know if anybody could finish this guy. And I just don't think he could be finished. So I don't think Allen gets a finish. If you want to bet, if you're going to bet Arnold Allen, you bet Arnold Allen by decision. And if I think if you're going to bet Calvin Cater, you bet Calvin Cater by decision. I don't think this one's getting finished. I think this one's going to the cards. And I just think Cater's just a just a five. He's a five round fighter. I maybe Arnold could prove us wrong, but at this point, I'm going to lean Cater just with those extra ten minutes. But he cannot fight Arnold Allen the way he fought Josh Emmett, or he's going to lose. So I think he, I don't know if he's going to do the Giga thing or he's going to do the Emmett thing. I think he's going to find a middle ground where he's, he's not going to get crazy. He's not going to get too wild, but he is going to be more aggressive. I think he learned a lot from the Josh Emmett fight. You know, it's the old cliche. Don't leave it in the hands of the judges, but you know, that was the big knock on Cater is that he just wasn't aggressive enough. I still think he won, but Emmett landed some, some bigger shots here and there and it happens. That's what he lost the decisions. He's got no one really to blame but himself, and he'll be the first one to tell you that. So love the fight. We'll yeah, see I what just, happens and we'll see just, what happens for the winner. I just hope it's mostly
3: definitive because I cannot put up with another robbery review controversy. The this 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 yano malik thing drained the life out of me. So I don't want to do I don't honestly don't want to do another robbery review for like the rest of the year, but I have a feeling if this is close, because I, I I don't remember how why I missed the cater emit one. I, I don't know if I was on a little vacation or something or just I didn't think it was that controversial. I can't, I can't remember, but I'll probably do a retro at some point. Um, that'll probably have to be looked at again. But boy, I hope this fight just gives us a, a, a clear winner and we can all as a community just move on from, from uh, the main event of this, this show.
2: Uh, someone posted this earlier, so I'll, I'll put this out there. All right. If I put the over-under on takedowns at one a takedown attempts in the, ho- in the whole fight, I'm going to jack it up a little bit. One and a half over-under. Wait, uh, for both fighters combined for the entire fight combined over one and a half, over one and over under one and a half. Uh, uh, Attempts, attempts. Yep, I'll
3: go over. Like legit takedown attempts. I'll go over. I think Arnold Allen's gonna throw a couple in there.
2: He's gonna mix the martial arts. Yeah, I wouldn't shock me if Cater landed one too. I'll go over. I'll go over too. I think you just gotta. I think in a fight like this, you have to at least put the threat out there that you you might actually try it. Yeah, but. Yeah,
0: it's going to be a great fight. I can't wait to see it. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down.
2: And deposit restrictions,
1: terms, and responsible gaming resources.
2: The co-made event, people have asked, AKA, are we calling this co-made event between oh, gosh. Tim Means I love, and Max Griffin? It's not a co-made. I love Tim Means. Uh, I like Max Griffin too. Uh, it's
3: a fun fight, but it's it just it really doesn't pass some of the criteria. I mean, neither guy's a former champion. Neither guy's even ranked. Uh, they are not in the ranked in the MA Fighting Global rankings. I don't think they're ranked in the UFC rankings either. I might, but no, I, they definitely, I can't imagine they are. Um, it does pass the, obviously they booked this fight because they think it's going to be two guys just clubbering each other, which is great. I highly approve, but I think I'm going to stop short of calling it. It's it's a penultimate fight. It's a penultimate fight. It's not really a co-main event. Um, are both guys coming off losses too? Yeah, Griffin is- Tim Means got fan. finished also by Kevin is, Holland. Yeah both, guys, yeah, both guys are coming off losses. Uh, it has no- implications in the rankings or titles not that's everything again i'm just i'm just putting all the factors out there i don't say i can call this a co-main event fun fight fun fight could could steal the show i mean in cater allen's obviously the front runner for fight of the night but you know you you make fights like griffin means because you expect the guys to go there and end bang so um very cool fight but and on this but you, listen and, and the other options could you were there was there anything else that could have been the co-main i think jacoby roundtree could have been the co-main I think they wouldn't do it, but I think Arlovski Pezao
2: could have been the co-main. I'm stunned um, it's not. I'm stunned it's not. They usually it, they love to throw heavyweight fights. They in do,
3: uh, and we'll talk about this in a bit. It's, it's not. It's not even the only. It's not. It wasn't even their heavyweight choice. There's actually another heavyweight fight in the card that's not Arlovski Uh, I think it's because let's be honest, Arlovski fights can be kind of bad. Is that rude to say to the goat to the heavyweight goat? He was, He's had, he had some.
2: The man's, winning.
3: The man's he, winning. He wins. He wins. It's great. He's Same had some, pretty, but he wins. Very, very fast So in that sense, like I was outraged at first. I I'm like, why is you know? If we're just jumping ahead here, Vendera and Cortez Acosta like on the main card, and I'm like, oh, that's they. They expect that to end in a finish. Arlovsky and DeLima could be three very ugly rounds of of of, of martial arts.
2: It's gonna be one insane round. But if this one gets to the second, it's gotta be, we're going to a decision. It's, oh, Van- it's, Vandera it's, and uh, Acosta? No, the uh, Arlovsky fight. You think
3: we'll get one good round out
2: of it? It's like, I mean, of DeLima, DeLima, yeah, DeLima is DeLima a first, like, yeah, he's a, he's a monster finisher in the first round. Like, but if he, but if it gets extended, it's probably going to the cards because that's, Arlovsky is, I don't know, that's just the, the fighter he is now. He's more defensively sound than ever before, I guess yeah. is the, the best way to say I it. It's Means Griffin will be fun. Like, it'll be a yeah. fun fight. Will we get walkouts? Probably not. So that takes away from the co-main event status as well. Yep. Um, Good question. But it's an interesting fight. Some some interesting storylines. Both guys have wins over BKFC star Mike Perry, and both guys have decision losses to Mr. Neil Magny. So we got some some MMA math uh, to to put into the equation here.
3: Anytime you you're throwing in Mike Perry into MMA math, I don't know what that means. I don't know what that tells us about anything. (laughs)
2: Yeah, I mean, and listen, we mentioned the Waldo Cortez Acosta versus Jared Vandera fight. Obviously, a massive fight for Vandera. He's fighting for his job. There's no doubt about it. Uh, Trezian Gore in the fight before that, also fighting for his job what more than the, likely.
3: What is the obsession with Trezian Gore? And I say this as an as the ultimate fighter guy, as someone who has probably seen more of Trezian Gore than many than your average person tuning in potentially tuning into Saturday's card. What is the UFC's obsession with Trezian?
2: He's uh, listen. The dude is a striking machine. So they're just they're kind of yeah. He's a powerhouse. He's a powerful striker. He's He's a a little he's a little raw. He's a little raw. He has one knockout. uh, He's only has five fights, but but did you see his um? Did you see his media scrum? Very deep cat. Okay, I'm sure he's a wonderful young man. Yeah, I don't like this matchup for him though. Josh Fremd is. Josh Fremt is a very well-rounded guy, but Tréshawn can pop, man. So, interesting fight. He's got a, he's fighting for a lot here. He go watch that media day scrum. It's unbelievable. Why is Josh Drayshon's Fremd's
3: nickname not Josh? Be my friend, or Josh? I'm not your friend. Uh, I don't What's know. What's the big yins? What is that? I'm on topology right now. What
2: is the the big yins? I don't know. But Josh Fremd, another Factory X guy. So we need to sit him and Jonathan Martinez down and and discuss nicknames. I think that's what we need to do we'll take a trip out to colorado yeah
3: i don't know what's going on out there you guys got a you guys got some missing on some some marking up well we'll talk about a nickname later on this card by the way that i'm not not a, i don't love mike dustin jacoby khalil roundtree
2: that's a great fight an amazing great fight. fight great
3: great choice for like i say it could have been the co-main but it's also an excellent choice for an opener that is how if people like don't want like those people who just don't watch the prelims and just see and then just see the ufc on there like oh i'm going to tune in if they tune into that They're going to be real happy. And they're probably going to stick around for the rest of the thing.
2: Dustin Jacoby, 6-0-1 since returning to the UFC. This guy is
3: aging very well. He has the second longest undefeated streak in the UFC right now behind only Ankalayev.
2: That's insane. And he's fighting Khalil Roundtree, who, let's be honest, Khalil Roundtree, great guy, another great scrummer. And it just talks about greats, very unselfish guy. Mm -hmm. But fans of Khalil Roundtree, he is a frustrating guy. He is because when he's on, he might be the most violent man in the UFC. There are very few fights where you see finishes and you're just like, oh my God, stop, please, stop, please. And it's usually when Khalil Roundtree is delivering the shots. I don't know, man. And then the other and then the other half, it's just like, he doesn't do anything. But I don't know, man. How do you break this one down? Because I feel like outside of the main event, this is the most intriguing fight on this card.
3: I miss this. I see I see Jay Gabru zero zero one in the comments saying that jed Mashu brought up that round tree is two and oh against glory kickboxers there you go it's on screen right now obviously the um who was the guy that it's the carl roberson knock- yeah and the big knockout and goken saki, was saki. okay that's kind of did, did he really did he bring this up a different, dude was it uh, BTL no. Thing?
2: No, i think no, he did no,
3: no bets barred, maybe both, I believe. Yeah, I'm sorry, I missed. I missed Novet's bar this week, so I didn't. I didn't see it. Um, that's a cool. Fa- it's a cool fact. I don't know if it matters here, but like you said, Mike, the best version of Roundtree is super competitive with with the guy like Jacoby. Now, I think Jacoby is just a, like again a better all around striker. But yeah, maybe I might have said the same about Roberson. Um, Saki, it kind of makes sense how that happened. Like again, Saki, not you know not really in his prime. I think even when when uh when they fought and at some point you're there's an athleticism gap that just can't be overcome. Um could be an issue with Jacoby too, but man, I, I don't know how to pick that fight. I don't know to pick that fight. It, you, you're right. It really depends. It really depends what version of Roundtree you get. Um because he just got he's got so much power. He's so dangerous. But I love the experience of Jacoby. I don't know. Do I have to make a pick here? I, I don't have to make a pick. You don't pick have here. to by the okay. way if you want I to hear the betting to.
2: if you want to hear the betting lines Dustin Jacoby minus 175 favorite Cleo Roundtree the dog at plus 150. Minus one seventy five favorite for Chicago. That's a lot of respect. Yeah, that's a lot of respect. Good for him. From a, from a if again, I'm gonna play the. If someone handed me twenty dollars, which you have to bet on this fight, I'm probably betting on Cleo Roundtree just because yeah, the value. It's, yeah. it's the value. It's a dog or pass kind of a fight. Um,
3: I will. Uh, yeah. I, well, that is a main card fight. So uh, you guys can check my prediction Saturday morning to see where I land. I have not. I do not feel strongly about it yet.
2: There you go. Uh, we'll take questions in a minute. Again, this isn't the most loaded card, but I again love the fact that it's an afternoon card. I love the fact that it's 11 fights and we have a fantastic bait event. So we'll get to your questions in a minute. Low key banger AK or low key storyline, low key fighter to watch. What are you paying attention to here in these, on these undercard fights? I'm excited
3: to see as a couple. I want to, I'll say very quickly on delete, say Hawes, this could be a really exciting, this is either going to be a really exciting finish for Hawes or a very middleweighty middleweight fight that we're just dreading for the 15 minutes that it's on. It's hard It's hard to tell. say um, can make things really ugly. He's a, he can, he's capable of finishing too, but he can make some fights super ugly. And Haas, the kind of guy who's like, if that happens, like if it becomes a delete fight, he's just good enough to not get finished, but not necessarily good enough to maybe turn things around. So um, hopefully I'm wrong and it's middleweighty in a good way, but that uh, I, I have my eye on it just because again, I'm, I'm optimistic, but it could be super ugly. The other one is, and I'm only bringing this up, Mike, so I can talk about this young man's nickname first of all credit to uh joshua jo- i don't know how they're going to announce him but I'll, I'll go with joshua weems for now for taking this fight on short notice uh we were pretty excited mike you and i to see garrett armfield back in his um weight class unfortunately he got a staph infection so now uh christian rodriguez will fight uh joshua weems another uh, lfa fighter um i might can i even say joshua weems nickname i mean i don't know this is this is this is my new least favorite nickname I mean, go ahead. He's Joshua Wide Open Weems. Now, this has again. Listen, maybe I just have a dirty mind, Mike. Maybe, uh, like when I, you know, my disdain for Brandon Roybal's nickname, the Raw Dog. Maybe that's my fault. You know, maybe my mind goes somewhere, and that I think it's an inappropriate nickname. That's where, right where I am with Joshua Weems. I, I, the nickname Wide Open. I just, it's just bad. It's just bad. What does it even mean? Raw dog, I could see the meaning of you know having a a more PG meaning. It's uh, he's a he's a he's a grinder. He's just a raw dog once he gets in the cage. I understand that. What the, what the hell does wide open mean, Mike? What is it? He's wide open when he gets in the cage. He's like stance is wide open. He's got a wide open fighting style. What are we what are we doing here?
2: Maybe he was a, a wide receiver in football hmm. and he okay. always got wide open. I'm always wide open. Maybe his path to his goals
3: wide open yeah my future is wide open Jed Mishu also suggested maybe he's like it goes by like it's like Josh wide open weems like w-o-w and he's WoW. uh so maybe I maybe I missed that maybe I should watch some of his previous fights and maybe he's announced as Wow. if that's the case I'm all in that's right there with like you know jay jay J Joel is on Low. I like that um but just wide open I don't listen I I don't like to call a man raw dog I don't like to call a man Juicy J and I sure as hell don't like to call a man wide open. But you know what? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even care about the weight. I don't even care about the weight miss. Like I said, he took this on very short notice. So, I mean, no excuses. Sure, he should have made the weight. But I think on this on this, we can give uh, Joshua Weems a pass. It's uh, like a, a, I think it was four days, four or five days notice. So, I don't know. Best of luck to him. And that actually, I, I should say, uh, as I'm making fun of the name, um, could also just be a super exciting fight because both guys are finishers. And uh, uh, Bantamweights, all caps, Bantamweights, Mike. Can't go wrong.
2: Yeah, I'll bring this up because Joseph's been, I think there's like three or four times he's asked this question, but how crazy is it he was fine 30 30% of his purse? Missed by three and a half pounds. But listen, here's the thing. Carlos Mota, who also took this fight on less than a week's notice, he Did his job and made weight. Yeah, you put we pen to paper, him, man. Oh man.
3: But we could I, know, I mean it stinks, it, but if he but, but if he'd paper. missed,
2: I would have been like, Don't give him the don't charge him the 20.
3: 20- I don't know. I always wonder how these things go. This happened a few times where I was like, man, this is like this, someone came in and they missed and they get 20, 30 percent off. And it's true. You sign the contract. Uh we, we say this all the time, like it's it's if you're if you don't think you can make it, your manager needs to negotiate a catch weight. Your manager needs to negotiate a catch weight and i know maybe maybe the other fighter will agree i i, I just i just want to know that these things are being proposed that they're being discussed and that we're not trying to make guys like joshua weems cut we don't know what weight he was at but cut an extraordinary amount of weight in like four or five days so he's not only getting fined but even getting close to 135 probably wasn't good for him so i don't know managers out there please tell me that you're again i don't know if you aren't if you are trying the ufc just doesn't like them well we know the ufc doesn't like them but I hope managers are out there trying to negotiate catch weights for their fighters if, uh, on, on short notice because it's, it's a lot to ask.
2: Yeah, I mean listen, they they, they might have been maybe Christian's team was like, no, we're doing it 135. We're not doing it at all. And he wants to get in the UFC and now he's in. It's unfortunate. I don't think the UFC is going to like crush him on this. This is just the fine that was negotiated and that's it. I don't think the UFC is yeah. going to cut him if he loses or anything. Yeah, he'll, like get, another that, chance, he'll get another chance
3: win or lose. He'll uh, get another chance when or lose. David Sandine suggesting it's a Creed reference.
2: Yes, I love that. With the arms wide open. Yeah, and we're I'm in, demonetized.
3: I'm into I'm in oh, shoot. That's right. I forgot. I forgot.
2: I mean, you sing like an angel, but we dub are some not. Music
3: dub- we'll dub some music over it later. We'll dub some music over it yes.
2: I am excited to see Chase Hooper back in there. I thought his last performance was fantastic. Mm-hmm. A lot of people were doubting this young man came through in a big way. I think this is a favorable matcher for him against Steve Garcia, who is dropping back to 145 for the first time in a couple of years. All of his UFC fights have been at 155. Going back to 45, he looked – he was – Maybe like I think he weighed in within the first thirty minutes. He looked p- kind of rough up there, if we're being honest. But Steve can Steve can crack, man. He had power at one fifty five. But Chase could take a shot, man. He could take a, take a shot. And I, obviously, the longer this fight goes, the more it favors Chase. So, but Chase Hooper, a massive favorite, minus two ninety five. A lot of faith in in the dream to get it done against Steve Garcia, Joseph Holmes, Jung Young Park on this card. We mentioned Christian Rodriguez, Joshua Weems. I love the Phil Haas-Roman DeLize fight. Probably should have been on the main card if we're being honest, but it is what it is. And now we're here to take your questions. If you got questions, you got thoughts about this card, we'll go for as long as the questions are good. How about that? So get him in. Now's the time. Spam away. Forrest Daniels asked if this is an easy fight for Hooper. I wouldn't no. say it's an easy fight, but it's a favorable matchup. It's one that people... I think it's his fight to lose. I'll say that. He he can both win and learn from it. This this is quality matchmaking. This is
3: good matchmaking. This is why you have guys like Steve Garcia around to give stiff tests to up and comers and and company and guys that uh, you can tell the company likes like Chase Hooper. So yeah, I, I I'm with Mike though. I think it's a it's a a matchup that Chase Hooper should win. The odds a little too slanted, I, I would think, but he should win the fight and and he'll learn a lot from it.
2: Forrest asks Durden is my underdog pick to shine on this card. Who is yours? Is he the underdog against Moda? He sure is. Really? Uh, wow. let me pull up the line right now. Carlos Moda minus 170, the yeah, comeback that's... on Cody Dernan, plus 145.
3: That is a lot of respect for a newcomer, eh? I mean, I, Moda's good. And Moda's good. Maybe again, it's the benefits of being, you know, in the LFA and fighting on fight passes. You, you're not a stranger. I mean, the people who make the odds and the kind of people who tune into um like a prelim, uh, the preliminary portion of a card like this. They're probably people who who watch, uh, you know, have fight past still, watch LFA, are familiar with Carlos Mota, but I'm I'm still a little surprised. Not like Durden has been like some world beater um, in the UFC, but I always I always think that UFC experience like counts for something. Um, he's also coming off a finish. He's coming off off a pretty good win himself. So uh, what was the question? Oh, is he is he the one uh, the underdog that's going to shine?
2: No, he, that was his prediction. Forrest is picking Durden to be his oh, okay. underdog a shot yeah what is yours it's
3: it's not oh what is yours? it's not a bad pick uh i don't know the odds for most of the fights if i'm being honest um please tell me please tell me our not oh he's a massive underdog plus 205 what What? that's probably there's there's your answer plus two uh, i'm seeing plus 210 on topology plus two get the hell out of here plus two get out of here this man's (laughs) the heavyweight goat what are we doing (laughs) this man's man's the greatest ever doing at heavyweight
2: I think he's got a really good chance if he gets if he could just knock it oh crumbled in the first round by a guy who crumbles people in the first round. I think Khalil Roundtree is around is a is a pretty live dog at plus okay. one fifty. I see that. Yeah. I think Roman yeah. Deleze is a live dog at plus one fifty. I know Wait, Phil Trace- Harris is really good. TreShaun Tray- Gore is actually the underdog. Yes. Why did they put this
3: on the main card? If they- <laughs> like I would think they put this. As a showcase for Trayshawn, but so, but he's the underdog in this fight. So, oh, maybe, maybe I don't know. Maybe the UFC doesn't see it that way. That's just maybe they see, positive. maybe they see a finish. Maybe they, see how it opened. Maybe he'd opened and it moved. Okay, I gotta, I gotta look this up. I gotta do some, I do my, do some research here. Push I, my, I don't think,
2: I don't think Trayshawn is the favorite at any point, honestly.
3: Uh, was this the original matchup too? This wasn't like a, was yeah, it was, it was. Here. Think, it
2: was right, here my, my Josh my, Frem's, oh, Josh Frem's teammate. Just got a win and and finished Trayshawn Gore, uh huh. Cody uh Brundage, Josh fought Anthony Hernandez on short notice in his UFC debut and performed pretty admirably. I just think Josh has fought for LFA title, lost to Gregory Rodriguez. There's no shame in that. No, I just think they're banking, I think the betting odds are just banking on Josh to not get knocked out early. Why is this on the main card? I don't know. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> but again, but you, but we have to remember this was a card that had some other good fights on it. Like y- yes, Ilya Taporia versus Edson Barboza was supposed yes. to be on this card. And that would have been a great addition. Yeah, that would okay. have been a definite co made event. Jacquard uh, close. Mark Mattson was sure, supposed to be on sure. this card. There would have been some heat on that bone because <laughs> Jakar just hates that team. And that would have been a, a fun one. But of course, Mark Mattson now fighting Grant Dawson next week uh, on that November 5th card so that's where we're at uh yeah i think i i lifted uh i think i threw out some good dog picks for you if you're if we're thinking here do we have anything else uh oh, wait a minute is arlen a lose-lose situation if he wins and alex does go up to 155 um,
3: no i don't know so. i mean it's definitely not a lose-lose and again i i think like we said if uh well mike you said that maybe volkanovski might be done if he beats makachev which is true but if he loses He'll he'll probably be ready to get back in there quick, depending on how the fight goes, of course. But I think he'll be ready to get back in there quick. I think he will be looking and and will be looking to quickly get back in the win column and defend his title if he if he can't take Islam's, and if Arnold wins, man, he's right there for for a, a you know a late a late uh, spring, uh, perhaps big maybe a big summer matchup in Las Vegas. So this is huge for Arnold, and and uh, yeah, I think Arnold could afford to win and take like. Six months off and wait for Volkanovsky. It, it would be a gamble. It'd be a gamble. He'd probably want to stay busy and take another fight, but definitely not a lose lose. A, a lot to gain here for uh, for Arnold Allen for sure.
2: I agree. Uh, a lot riding on Calvin Cater. Like I, most people, feel like for a while, it was like, well, if Cater loses, he's out of the title picture for a while. He's not out of the title picture, even despite losing to Max the way he did, despite the loss to Emmett, he's still in the mix here, and it's that just shows what this division has been like. But if Cater loses this fight, he's—I again, he's probably not completely out of it because folks apparently get to go up to 155. But at the same token, he's got just nothing but murderers waiting for him in the Avloyevs and the Mitchells, the Teporias, et cetera. He's probably going to to fight one of those guys next if he loses this fight. So I think whoever wins, you get on the mic. You don't have to be a, a prick about it. You just get on there and you say, hey, Yair doesn't want to fight anybody. Volk's going up to 155. Go Volk, I'm rooting for you. Represent this division. Josh Emmett, the champion of the world said we could do an interim title fight. And your name's been mentioned. You want to go. You want to fight for a belt. Me and you, interim title. Insert month, insert card here. Boom, there you go. I I think you're a great fighter, Josh. Neither of these guys are trash talkers. Cater, I mean, Cater's not going to call. He's just going to say, hey, listen, You know, this one's behind me. I don't want to talk about it anymore. Whatever the UFC wants to do, I'm going to do it. Like, that's what he's going to say. Allen, get a little fiery, man. You're going back to London. Boom. If we're going to do Leon Edwards versus Kamaru Usman, how about a second title fight? Interim title, Arnold Allen in London or the UK challenging for an interim title. Let's do that. Do the thing. Do the thing, do do the the thing, 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 Michael Harris. Michael Harris knows. Just do do the the thing. thing.
3: And imagine him just leapfrogging right over Yair. You know, Yair just kind of like, I've done enough. I'm biding my time. I've done enough. It's just like, oh no, what the? Oh, just (laughs) Arnold Allen just passing overhead and taking my taking a title opportunity from me. So that would be harsh, but uh, might be a little bit, little bit of a lesson for uh, for El Pantera. Uh,
2: I'll take a few more. Uh, I saw a couple. Did we mention Rodriguez as as, as, as
3: a squatter, as one of our squatters on the the rankings? He is like a professional squatter. (laughs) He is
2: a professional squatter. Jed and GC calling Means Griffin a pick Who do you got?
3: Uh, I mean, listen, uh, Aline Griffin. I don't know. This is one of those. I feel like he's. (sighs) This is a hard. This is, listen, this may be the the hardest fight to pick on the card. Aside from the main event. I don't know. Maybe harder than the main event.
2: If this is in fact a pick'em, then you got to bet on Tim Means. You've
3: got to, yeah. I mean, yes. If you are gonna, if you are gonna bet, if if you're just like going for bragging rights and who to pick, I I, I think Griffin. I think you go with the favorite. I think it's. I'm confident. I think I'm a believer in it. Um, trying to think of the fights he lost. Like, how did he lose his fights? No, I think yeah. I'm. I'm. I I like the line. I'm. I'm I'm with them with the line. It's. I don't know. He's almost minus two hundred. Might be a bit much, but
2: yeah I'll, i'm going with, i'm leaning towards group uh we address the cater allen winner maybe fighting yeah, for an a that, title. Yeah. call for it baby call for it call for it, you <laughs> do Mike the get thing it. do the thing do the damn thing more excited for cater allen or jake paul versus anderson Silva? Okay? oh man uh it's so hard to say because
3: like paul silva could become could be like the most depressing result of all time if if paul just freaking lays out Anderson silva uh and I don't think anybody wants to see that as as amused as I am by, you know, celebrity crossover, social gloves, boxing, whatever. I don't even know what our title is for this new genre of combat sports that is that has become. And as a fun as it kind of would be to see the kind of this, the Jake Paul, you know, weirdo fight thing, train keep rolling um, him knocking Anderson Silva. Boy, that'd just be beyond the pale, wouldn't it? And it's also distinctly possible. So um I love the card. First of all, if we're just talking about the card. I'm actually like super excited about the uh the Paul Silva card it is just that right mixture of oddities and what the <laughs> F you know WTF I'm I'm a Dr. Mike fan like I know there's a lot of people who when they saw Dr. Mike get out of the card, like who the hell is Dr. Mike uh I've watched a few of his videos I'm a fan I think it's really cool he's getting I think Chris Avila is, is such a weirdly perfect opponent um the Uriah Hall Levin Bell fight, not quite as jazzed about, um, but it's a thing. It's a thing, and it's a curiosity. Uh, I'd be more than happy if it wasn't happening. But hey, if both guys are getting a bag for it, then uh, more power to them. But yeah, the main itself, the main event itself, I'll lean towards Paul Silva. I mean, for one thing, it's Anderson Silva. Anytime you watch Anderson Silva fight, that's going to trump almost anything. Um, so uh, yeah, that that almost that factor alone. But um, uh, th- th- there's almost no outcome to Arnold Allen and uh, uh, excuse me, Calvin Cater. Besides, you know, uh, someone getting injured early and was not even getting a fight. Other than that, I don't really care who wins. There's almost no outcome that would bring me down. Um, Jake Paul flattening and Silva would
2: affect me deeply. Yeah. You'll see my prediction tomorrow. But I I will say (laughs) my tease for the prediction. Yes, we have a
3: roundtable coming Saturday morning. There'll be a roundtable, yes.
2: My tease is we are going to, at the end... In the long term, we are going to breathe a collective sigh of relief as an MMA community. That's what I'll say. That's what I'll say. And I'm not giving anything away. I could tell you that right now. Uh, where does Max Holloway fit in this situation? Would the winner of Cater versus Allen be a oh. good match for him on the way back to the title? So I know Cater would love that fight. I don't know how much interest everybody else would have in that fight after seeing the first one. Holloway Allen would be interesting, especially if he goes out there and just destroys Calvin Cater tomorrow. But What do you think? Where does Holloway fit in this equation?
3: Not to get too onto the next one, but I think we've said multiple times he doesn't. I I, I don't think he does fit in the featherweight title picture anymore. I think we want to see him eschew weight cuts, go up to 155. He would not be a big 155-er. I understand featherweight is his ideal weight class, but it's not a fun cut for him to make. He's fought everybody at this point, kind of as part of that discussion of has anyone, you know, stood apart, had broken from the pack? They haven't a lot of because of Max Holloway. Max Holloway has has kept the 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 middle of the pack contenders where they belong because they just can't get past him. So it might be better for him, might be better for the UFC if he goes up and we get like that Justin Gaethje fight or 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 uh, do Justin Poirier again? That'll be like a third fight between them, I think. Right? Do it again. I don't care. I want to see it again. Um, uh, Michael Chan, get it, get him in the, Let him. Start taking out some of those lightweight squatters. All right, they want to squat in those spots. Send Max Holloway after them and see what happens. Hey, may, maybe they all beat him. But I'll tell you, it's it's not going to be a fun, it's not going to be a fun five rounds for anybody except for us watching. We're gonna have a, we're gonna have a great time. Um, so yeah, I don't know if he fits in the uh, the featherweight title picture anymore.
2: Yeah, he just give give me fun Max Holloway fights. That's all I care about. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that's all he cares about at this point. He doesn't need doesn't need title implications. I don't think Allen would. Maybe I don't know if Allen just goes out there and just whoops on Cater. Maybe Holloway would be like, you know what? That's a good fight. Why the hell not? We'll do that. Uh, I, I mean, listen, if Charles Oliveira does a fight Benil Dariush, let's do Oliveira Holloway. I'm cool with that. Let them yeah. run it back. First fight was kind of weird. Didn't end great. So let's have him do it again. I'd be totally down with that. Outstanding. I loved it. Uh, let's see. How many times does Chase Hooper need to win before he gets a ranked opponent? <laughs> Probably a bunch like six more fights he's a this guy's a baby
3: man this guy's 23 years old he shouldn't even listen we we were saying before that last fight mike uh uh, when we were doing our matchmaking we're like is it not possible to like put him back in like a develop developmental type thing where he can still collect you know some sort of money from the ufc but also go back to fighting like a slightly lower level of competition on the regional scene like is that not an option Um, and we know it isn't, we know the UFC, once you kind of get up there, you're in the UFC and it's, you're getting thrown to the wolves. That's just how life works. And then it's either you're with them or you get cut and then you fight your way back. There's no, there's no, you know, um, there's the contender series developmental deals, but once you sign a UFC contract, there's no, there's no going back. Um, but he looked really great against Felipe Calaris and, uh, but he's so far from he's so so far even just physically from being physically mature enough to really hang I think with some of the top guys at 145 um he's a good athletic kid but he's 23 he's not close to, he might he might end up being a lightweight like we don't know um he's tall he's lanky for now but that body's going to change a lot um even even in his early 20s there's still some changes to do and some growing to do so i'm not concerned at all um about where he sits in the rankings let him build that fan base let him win fights let him lose fights uh he's again for me would be like three or four fights away unless he picks up some really like random win over a a veteran opponent
2: yeah we'll we'll do this one because i keep getting called out by this dude why (laughs) push darius to the side for volk when you were banging the drum for him leading up to 280. does this even need to be answered i mean are you kidding me time how this person knows time like is linear
3: right like think there's things happen and then something else happens And then we can go ahead.
2: Because the the whole, if you watch the UFC 280 post-fight show, and we brought it up here, there's an important lesson that we all need to learn. It's do the thing. Do the thing. Because what Dariush did after he beat Matush Gamrot was not do the thing. He didn't do the thing. He said, you know what? I don't care. I'm not going to beg for fights. I'll fight 10 more guys. Why would you say that? Not a good thing. And then the new champion and one of the biggest stars in the history of the sport calls out the number one fighter in the world. They bring him into the cage for a face-off and everybody's talking about this fight. Listen, I want Dariush to fight for the title someday. I'm the one that wanted Juju. The, the big talking point heading into that fight was like, I just want to know if the MA gods just truly dislike Benil Dariush because he's just been getting bad hand after bad hand after bad hand. Now, I'm not telling Benil used to go out there and drop a Nate Diaz promo on Islam Makachev. You could do it very respectfully. Hey, listen, Islam, so much respect for you. Habib, so much respect for you. Habib, you're a man of your word. I respect all of that about you. But Islam, you mentioned my name. You said that if I won in one of your interviews, that you would give me a title shot. Habib's a man of his word. Are you a man of yours? I believe you are. I'll see you in the I'll see you in the octagon. If he just did that, he'd be more in the mix, but he didn't do that. He said, "I'll fight 10 more guys." You got to be better. You don't have to call out everybody, but you know what? The UFC and everybody else did it for him. We just have to accept the fact that Volkanovsky's getting this fight. That's it. Like he's getting the fight. They're going to do this. Everything is trending in this direction. They're going to make this fight. We just have to get on board at this point. Darius should absolutely be the backup. Like, I know there's talk, like, people want to see Oliveira fight in Brazil, and that'd be cool. And we could do this fight in Brazil, and I'd watch the crap out of it. But at the same token, if you are more, if you're Dariush, you need to be on that card with those guys and be the backup. Cause typically, when you're the backup fighter, you get a title shot next. So focus on that, be the backup on that card. Maybe you fight Oliveira, maybe you fight somebody else, but you just make sure you're in Perth. You make sure you are there. You make weight like a professional, which I know you will. And then if you end up fighting, you got to win. And then you're good. You'll get your title shot. But he's just not going to get it right now. I'm sorry. It's just I, not going to happen. He lost the he lost the chance. Volk got it. Bakachev wants the Volk fight. Habib wants the Volk fight. The UFC is going to build the crap out of this. And by the time the ranking cycle rolls around, a month before that fight happens, no matter what happens at UFC 281, Makachev's going to get bumped to number two, even if Adesanya beats Pereira, and they're going to build this fight as not just for the lightweight title, but the battle for the number one fighter in the world. That's what they're going to do. That's just what's uh, going to happen. Omar followed up by
3: saying, is there no other path if one is incapable of doing that thing? Uh, there is. Yeah, you I mean, win yeah, 10 more fights. Yeah, no, you, <laughs> no, no. If no. you don't you, do the
2: thing, you fight 10 more times. There is that,
3: but also you, you just need some luck sometimes too. That's a problem. You need some luck, and if you're not lucky... You have to make your own luck. And that, that's kind of what we're saying about Darius. Like Absol- absolutely winning seven, eight, nine fights. That should have been enough. But then like there's fights that fell through there's for him. And it's just, he had bad luck. It sucks. he had bad luck, he had, Islam. He luck. Was he had Islam. Islam. And these things just fall through for him and you have to make your own luck. And that's what a lot of people do is is, is they just, they make their own luck, right? So uh, it is very unfortunate. He has he has done more than enough to earn a title shot. I don't think anyone can dispute that. But now that this shiny gem is in front of uh, Volkanovski and Islam in the UFC, how, how can they say no if it's possible to put it together right if all the parties involved want to do it and, and here's the thing if uh, and i i sincerely believe both fights can happen like i still want to see i want to see this matchup, and i want to see dariush gets a tele shot but if there was a universe where only one of them could happen i i need to see islam versus Vol- Volk- volkanovsky i think it's an amazing fight and i think most people would agree if they had to choose between the two If 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 for some reason you know we could only pick one they're gonna go. They're gonna go. Islam Volkanovski, and that's you know that's the UFC's thinking. That's probably what a lot of fans are thinking. So listen, here's it's not a fair game. game. It's not a fair
2: game. I make this comparison a lot. We talk about it on to the next one, usually with listener picks. But here's 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 how I'll compare this. Volkanovski is the popular male or female in high school that you just you want to be with. Like it's a dream. Like you're like oh one day I would just love to have the the guts to ask him or her out. And you go up. And you get the date, and you're like, wow, this is cool. You're with the popular girl. This is awesome. But you know you're not going to marry her. Volkanovski's the popular male or female in your high school. You're gonna, you get experience. You get the big thing out of the way. And then Benil Dariush is, is the fight you marry. That's the one you just you have to wait for. You wait for, and then when it comes, it's magical. And when that fight happens, it's going to be great. It's just not going to happen right now. Maybe it'll happen End of 2023. Imagine if it happens and like, like what a holiday gift that would be for us. Like if it happened at the end of 2023, then I'm, I'm good. You don't have to buy me anything. That fight by itself with merit and style will be great, but it's just, it's just not, it's, it's, it's Mr. Right. It's just not Mr. Right now. I'm sorry. It's not next. It's not next. It's not next. It's not I'm not next. sorry. Yeah. That's, that's I, not next. I, I feel for Darius and he knows it too. And he's taking it like a champion. So that's it. All right. I think we're done. But listen, I I love all these questions. A lot yes. of them don't have anything to do with this card, and I, and I totally <laughs> get it. I absolutely understand it. But don't worry. Tomorrow, we're going to have plenty of time to answer your questions. Two different occasions. We're going to have two People's Pre-Fight shows tomorrow. Yes. Get excited. Jed Mishu will join me tomorrow at 3.30 Eastern, right here on this channel. We'll do the People's Pre-Fight show for UFC Vegas 63. We'll hang out. Get ready for the first punches to be thrown. Then... We'll probably, before we even do a post-fight show, we're gonna do a Anderson Silva versus Jake Paul people's pre-fight show. 30 minutes, we'll hang out there. I think it might be me, Jed. Maybe we'll get one of the one of the boys who are in Glendale right now. And then we'll have post-fight show, AK and I will be back on Sunday for on to the next one. It's gonna be a busy day. We got Bellator, we got the UFC, we got Paul Silva, we have Lomachenko, we got Katie Taylor, boxing galore. This is gonna be a—it's a, combat sports dream tomorrow. The hangover of UFC 280 is real, but it is—is is, is what it is. We're on the road to UFC 281. Back to MSG coming up two weeks from tomorrow, so a lot to get excited about. But for AK, I am Mike Heck. Thank you for watching. We appreciate it. We'll see you tomorrow, everybody. media podcast network
0: the NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NBA DraftKings brings you same game parlays live betting odds booths and so much more you can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code Vox MMA that's code VOXMMA MMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks